Thank you for listening to a Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at praisechapelkingman.com. Apparently I didn't need it. You all heard me. (laughs) I got the built-in PA system. I remember one time me and Jason were up here practicing one day, and, and he's like, he's like, dude, you got to turn down the volume, man. I mean, I didn't have any PA. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? The Wednesday night crew. I'm glad you're all here. I like to call this the I can't wait till Sunday group. I got to have a dose in the middle of the week to keep me going. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Scripture says... If you keep your mind stayed on, on the things of God, you'll keep you in perfect peace. So, Amen. yeah, let's keep the word going in front of us. In fact, let's open with a word of prayer. Amen. Father God, Lord, right now we just thank you for this time. We, Father, I thank you for all the, the, the family of God that comes out on a Wednesday night because they want to hear your word, Father. And I thank you because they're not going to be disappointed because the Holy Spirit, the teacher who guides us, who, who illumines the word, who brings it to life for us, He's here tonight. We thank you, Spirit, that you're here. We yield ourselves to you. We thank you for, the, for your presence. And we just, I just declare right now that all the souls that are in this place tonight, they're going to leave different than when they came because the word is filled with power, the power to change a life, the power to, to raise the dead. And we thank you for that right now in the name that's above all names, the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, what I do with the clicker? You know what? I've been, I've been, I'm, you know what? I'm not, uh, I'm not a multitasker. It's over here in my other office. I don't know how people multitask. My wife does that. I don't know, you know, John Poole does that. I was just about to say, you know what? Uh, I think it's a female gene, but John's not a female. So, yeah. I can't do that. You try to get me to do two, things, two or three things at the same time, something's going to come out bad. One time I was barbecuing, and um, this is really my fault. I was, I was multitasking. I was monitoring the football game while I was barbecuing, and it was just a moment, right? But my wife had got this carne asada stuff that I'd never seen before. I didn't, but, well, you know what? I turned around, and, I mean, it had napalmed the whole barbecue. It was, it was, it was, it was bad. It was so I, 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 I'm not, you know. <laughs> Fortunately, the Spirit of God is a wonderful multitasker. He's got, he's got all of us. He's got to keep his eyes on. And so he can do an awful lot of things at once. Yeah. So uh, if you brought a Bible with you, you can open it up to the book of Romans. If you didn't, of course, we do happen to have on the screen our... Uh, um, text tonight. It's going to be from the book of Romans. We're going to start in the 11th chapter. Present your body. Now, when I told that to Cindy Wilson, she asked me, she goes, what's the name of your sermon? Because they always record the sermon. And she she wants to put the title on the disc. And I said, present your, and I couldn't remember what it was. I was multitasking. And so I had to look at my notes and I said, body. And she goes, oh my. (laughs) I said, no, this is rated G. It's godly. This is, this is, this, this, it's okay. It's going to be all right. Yeah, so, so present your body. I, Do I, I, you know what? There's a, there's a guy named Rick Renner. Who here has heard of Rick Renner? 
Rick Renner, this guy, this guy is an off-the-charts Greek scholar. Why does that matter? Now, those of you who've been around here for a while, you already know this, but we get new people coming in here all the time. The, the New Testament of the Bible was originally written in the Greek language. It behooves us. It more than behooves us to know what the Greek language really is. There are nuances in language. You know, if you're down in Alabama and you talk to somebody who's a Crimson Tide fan and talking to them about whooping on, on, on uh, um, oh, I don't even know the other name of the team. They're so bad. That's how far removed they are. But they have a Auburn. Auburn, the, 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 uh, uh, the anyway, they have a language. They, you know, they say y'all. You know, I, I wish, is, is Rose in here? Rose talks in New York. You got to hear her talk. It's the same language, it's English, but you wouldn't know it. There are, there are nuances to language. And, and, and it's the same thing, you know, with the Greek language. If you understand the way things, what, how they all fit together, it really helps you out. So this guy, I'm reading this, I'm reading this about him, and, and he's talking about present your body. So I, I really enjoy this. Now, what I want to do is I want to start right here. This is, this is just before we get to, to about presenting your body, but it says, all the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. You think about that? The depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. I spend a, an, a lot of time considering that. And you know what? It keeps me in pretty good condition to do that, to, to think about the depths and the riches. How unsearchable are his judgments. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, who hath been his counselor? Think about that. You know, the scripture says, Jeremiah tells us that God wants us to actually brag that we know him. Right? And, and I, I'm all for that. I think we can know God. I think you better know God. I think if you get into one of these, see this? I don't know if that's a Bible, right? You will know God, but his, 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 it's unsearchable. You're never going to find the end of that. In, in, in the book of Ephesians, he says he's going to spend the ages showing us the wonders of his grace. So just, I, when I, you know, what I get up every morning, I'm, I, I used to be a drunk. I used to be an alcoholic. Now I'm a Bible-holic, and I'm... I, I, I do the reverse, uh, you know, I, and I really haven't thought of this until right now, this moment. When I was an alcoholic, I would stay up drinking all night and then sleep in too late and get fired from my present job, if I had one, okay? Now, <laughs> now I go to bed early so I can get up in the morning early and read the Bible for several hours. And it's actually my, it's, uh, I am so blessed I am so, that has become, that has saturated my life so much that, that it's actually become my job. And I sometimes feel guilty about what I'm doing. But you know what, I tell you what, no one, there is no one, not in this church, and I don't think anywhere in, 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 anywhere in the world who digs in after God like I do. More than I do, I should say, not like I do, more than I do. I am, I am just, I'm addicted to it. If you don't, if, if, if you get in my way, when I'm on my way out to my sanctuary, it won't be, it'll be short-lived. And if, and if you're persistent on demanding my attention, you will wish that you didn't get it. 
Now, I'll do that using good language. It'll still be rated G, but... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, 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 to, to search the depths of God's riches, the wisdom of his knowledge. I mean, you really need to, you can't read through this stuff fast. You need to let it sink into you. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. You can't know them. But man, I just keep searching and I just keep digging and I keep learning. And, and what happens is I'm focused so much on the things of God that even though the world, you could say, is going to hell around me, it's not that I don't notice it. It's just that there's a greater reality that's taking place, and I'm aware of it. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may be his counselor, or that he could counsel him? Who's going to counsel God? Wow. You know, I've counseled a lot of people. Right? And I've been to a lot of counseling. So <laughs> I got good at it. <laughs> they say a good a good student makes a good teacher. So, uh, yeah, I got some. I've got some counseling. So who has been who has been God's counselor? Wow. How about this? Or who has first given to him, and it should be recompensed unto him again? You know when I got saved. I was thinking about this. I, it wasn't, my, my salvation, the experience of my salvation, there was, wasn't anything really virtuous about it. it, it, it I, I came to God out of desperation. He was, he was the last one on my list, and I put him off as long as I could. And if I could have put him off for another day, I would have. But I was... I was out of cards. I, 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 was, I was on my way to either the nut ward or to prison. I didn't think that I would have been fortunate enough to be killed. I would have had to live with the situation that I had. And I came to God. I, think, I, was thinking about, I hadn't thought about that in a while. But I look at this scripture. Who has first given to him? And it should be recompensed or given back. What did I ever give to God? I came to God in, 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 a, in a desperate situation, and I said, God, I've got nothing to offer to you. Absolutely nothing. And I need your help. You know, I had it right and didn't know it. Because I could have thought I owned the world and thought I had something to offer to God and it would have still been nothing. Because what have I got? What have I got that he didn't give me? What has any of us got? You know, the scripture says that he gives us the power to amass riches. He's the one who does it. And so when I look at this scripture, I think about some of you may be paying attention to what's going on in the news a little bit. I don't, I don't gorge on it. I watch it because I want to see what's happening in the world. We've got 7,000 poverty-stricken people coming up from a country trying to get here to ours, right? And I think, man, you know, even the place that I live in, you know, I, 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 the blessings that are on me. I, I, I don't have anything that God didn't give me first. And these people are hoping to get something that we've got. I'm, the, I'm not going to get into politics or anything like that. I just see. I see that kind of stuff, you know. And so it, it, it causes me to pause. It causes me to think. And it, you know what it does? It creates a grateful spirit in me. The word says you need to have some gratitude. Yeah. 
So, who, who, who has first given to him that God has to pay you back? We all know the answer. Nobody. Everything, just the, the very breath that we have in our lives, and our lungs. So, the, these scriptures, they're enormous to me. For of him, and through him, and to him are all things. All things. What does that mean? He's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. He's all that. And, and a bag of chips, as they say, right? He's, God is, he's, he's the one. Everything's from him, through him, to him. You know, the scripture says that we're made for his pleasure, right? And that, and that we're bought with a price and that we're not our own. I remember the first time I read that, it angered me. No, I am my own. Oh, man. No, I'm not. <laughs> and, and I'm glad I'm not. Sometimes I don't want any responsibility for this. <laughs> All things. They're for him, through him, to him. To him be glory forever and ever and ever and ever. I love it. That's who, that's who God is, right? So Paul, Paul ends that, he ends that, that, well, I don't know if the chapter ends there. The chapters weren't added into the Bible until around the year 1200. Paul finishes, he changes themes a little bit on the letter is what happens here. And he takes us to Romans 12, 1 and 2. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, why? I beseech you, therefore. Therefore is connecting this scripture with the ones that we just read. Because of all that that I just said before, now I'm imploring you, right? I'm encouraging you. I'm begging you. Listen, there's something I want you to do, right? Paul is telling us. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, I was reading, like I told you, I'd mentioned Rick Renner, and I was reading, he's got a book called Sparkling Gems from the Greek. And uh, he's, he's, he's going over Romans here, and he makes a statement. He's, I'm just going to read you what I wrote here. He says, when Mary's days of purification were finished after the miraculous birth of Jesus, Luke 2.22 tells us that Mary and Joseph brought their son to Jerusalem to dedicate him to the Lord. Okay? It says... Oh, look at that. We didn't talk about that, Jason. We were going to put that, but that's cool. <laughs> that's what happens when you multitask. That was supposed to wind up in the middle screen on the next frame, but that's okay. And it was supposed to stay in the middle screen. <laughs> when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to present Jesus to the Lord. Now, this day of days of purification, I believe, I think it was about 40 days. I think it was 40 days, this period of time. And they bring Jesus to the, to the temple to dedicate him to God. Right? And this is, this is an important event. It's something that's, that's there's a lot of thought. There's, there's offerings that are made. Uh, I think a turtle dove and some pigeons is what they brought because they were poor at that time. And, uh, but it, this is something that every Jewish boy would go through. This is an important thing that happens. 
It's not just, oh, well, I think we'll, we'll get an idea. We'll get a whim and we'll go do it. No, no. This is a well-thought thing. They are going to take Jesus to the temple, and they are going to present him to the Lord. And they're going to present him. Now, the, what, what's important here is this word present. Now, I've looked this up. We have what we call Strong's Dictionaries, and they, they give us Greek meanings of words. But they're sort of limited, whereas uh, uh, Brother Renner is, seems to be unlimited. <laughs> he says it this way. He says, he says, Mary and Joseph came to present Jesus to the Lord. The word present comes from the Greek word paristeme, paristeme, and it means place beside or to place at one's disposal or to surrender or to offer as a sacrifice to God. Now, if you know anything about the sacrifices that you make to God, once you make the sacrifice, you don't get it back anymore, particularly the burnt ones. You make the sacrifice to God, and that's it. It's done. This word present means you're going to sacrifice yourself to God. A living sacrifice. That's important. You're going to be a living sacrifice. And so the very same word for present here concerning Jesus is the same word in Romans 12 where he says that you present your bodies a living sacrifice to God. This, this, this is not some flippant thing that you do here. This is, this is, this is a, a very serious, it should be a well-thought thing. You know, it reminds me of, of course, Paul wrote uh, the 10th chapter of the same book of Romans, and in Romans 10, 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. The word confess, it doesn't mean I'm confessing like I did it. It means that you're entering into a contract. The word is actually covenant. You're entering into a covenant, a, a contract, an agreement. You're, you're surrendering yourself to God completely is what you're doing. It's, it, 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 it has to be 100%. Yeah. Now, here's, here's what I think is uh, uh, interesting, and can't find a better word. When I, when, I, when I gave my life to God some 33 plus years ago, I, 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 it was a total surrender. It was. And I remember, I, you know, I wasn't very uh, uh, well read in Scripture, but I. The, the, the idea was there without me even knowing it. I did go to a church. I got saved in this church. And, but uh, like a lot of Christians, I didn't know anything about the scriptures, right? But you know what I did, though? It was a 100% surrender. I, I presented myself without even realizing what I was doing. And I would pray to God. And I would say things to God like, you know what, God, don't, don't ever... when I realized that he answered my prayer, don't ever let me slip away from you. Amen. You know, I, 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 as a drunk, I had destroyed what people valued in life. And one of, one of the things was the relationship, my ex, 
And, and I remember telling God, I says, you know what? If, if bringing her back will cause me to drink and, and, and to get back into that lifestyle that I was in again, not that it was her fault. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I was <laughs> drunk, not her. But I said, if that's going to happen, then don't bring her back. I surrender everything. I don't, I, you know, I remember, I remember thinking, I remember thinking that, well, you know, I smoked cigarettes at the time, right? And I remember thinking I was going to, I was going to wind up being celibate and smoke coffee or smoke cigarettes and drink coffee the rest of my life. And that's what it was going to be. And you know what? I said, okay, that'll work. That beats what I'm doing. <laughs> but I didn't realize what I had done is I had presented myself to God. I wasn't using the biblical phrases that I know now. But that's exactly what I was doing. I spent a lot of time in a place called AA. We call it a surrender. They'd say surrender to win. Here, Brother Renner is trying to get us to understand that Brother Paul is beseeching us. He's exhorting us. He's, he's encouraging us. He's saying, surrender yourself. Sacrifice yourself to God. Are you with me? Here's the thing. Are you? You know, even though I did sacrifice myself to God totally, you know what I found out? As much as I wanted to, I really did want to, to serve God and to follow him and not to create error in the process. I did create error in the process. I have missed the mark a couple of times in the last 33 years. Maybe more than a couple. Ask my wife. <laughs> but I surrendered myself totally to the will of God. Why am I telling you this? Because God's not a halfway God. Paul is saying, he, when he, he uses this word, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. I beseech you that you, let me see if I can back us up to that. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. And you know what's really cool about this, this sacrifice? It's holy. It's acceptable to God. And it says this is your reasonable service. It's your reasonable service to do this. You know, the, the word reasonable there means logical. That's what it means in the Greek. I was thinking about Pastor Poole there, and I was thinking about Spock, because he loves Star Trek. You remember the scene? You remember the scene where Spock has saved, he saved the ship, he's in the, he's in the engine room, and he's, he's dying from radiation, and, and Kirk's on one side of the glass, and Spock is on the other. And, and Kirk comes up, and this ripped my heart out the first time I saw it. And, and, and I cried. It was bad. Spock's in there, and he says, Kirk's up there. No, he's on the outside. You can see he's grieving. He's torn up. Spock says, don't grieve, Admiral. It's logical. What has Star Trek got to do with Jesus? Everything if your pastor loves him. <laughs> I can get away with that in here. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> it's reasonable. It's logical. And then the word, it says, it, says, it says here, which is your reasonable service. The word service there really means to minister or to worship God. That's what that word really means. It, it says service sounds 
kind of dry, kind of not, not an awful lot of depth to that. But it means that. It means to, to minister to God. You could actually say it this way, that, that, that last line, which is your reasonable service. You could say, let me say I wrote it down. Your reasonable ministry to God. Why? Why would it be logical? It's your logical ministry to God. Why? Let's back up a little bit. Because what have I got that he hasn't given to me? I'd have to be a fool not to worship him. I'd have to be a fool not to sacrifice myself to him. And you know what? Although I'm not always logical, I'm not a fool. I do know. I do, you know, I tell you what, I was raised up off the scrap heap. And here's, here's, the, here's the thing. We, uh, Pastor Poole, I'm, I'm blaming him for everything I'm doing now. Um, <laughs> particularly because he's in the room. <laughs> He gave me a book. We have a thing on, on, on Monday nights called Jacob's Ladder. Some of you know about it. Some of you don't. Jacob's Ladder is a recovery program. And, and, and we, know, we understand that Christians, born-again saved people, have issues. Right? And we deal with those kind of issues. If you've got some issues, come and talk with us. We can help you. Okay? He gives me this book. It's called The 12 Steps for Christians. The first step says that we admitted. I'll give you the first step. The way that AA was the sort of the mother of these things, and AA writes the first step. It says we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. Right. So you can get this idea. Well, those poor drunks. You know, those poor, those people. You know, we let them use some of our rooms. Those people. Right. And we're very kind to those people. Right. But the way the 12 Steps for Christians is written, it says, we admitted we were powerless over the effects of our separation from God. What can separate you from God? Sin. sin? Actually, sin can't separate you from God. The sin problem's been dealt with. But if I do sin, my own guilt, my conscience will separate me from God. When I sin... What I ought to do is run to God. But I do what Adam did. I put on some fig leaves and I'm out of here. <laughs> You're picturing it, aren't you, honey? I should multitask more often. This is really a lot of fun tonight. You know, I don't know what you said, but I don't think I want to know, so. I present yourself to God. Sacrifice, surrender yourself. In, in the... In the uh, it's a daily devotional that, that Renner has put together. You've got to get this book. There's two of them, actually. And you can get the e-copy, which is much lighter, because the, the paper copies are very heavy. But uh, they're big, right? But he makes a statement that it's just common sense stuff, right? 
you know, I did, I did surrender. I mean, it was, there's no greater surrender, right? And I hope that every one of you would make that declaration. Oh, yeah, I've surrendered my life. I've presented. I'm, 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 I'm living my life according to what I believe is God's will, the best that I know it, all right? But you know what, though? I find that I have to, it's not that I take that back, but I have to sort of uh, retake my vows, if you will. Today, I present myself as a living sacrifice to God because what happened yesterday may cause me to think, <laughs> and here I'm, I'm begging on our poor pastor again. I've heard him say, hey, I don't want to go to church today. And he asked his wife, why do I have to go to church? Because you're the pastor. I'm one of them now, too. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I mean, it's just, it's just the everyday things. You know, I came here the other day. I come through the side door here, and I'm bringing some of my equipment. And there is John out there and Alex, or um, uh, Andy. And they're digging a trench. John's got the shovel. Andy's got the pick. And I, and I walk up to them, and I say, ah, so this is what it's like to be anointed. John says, this is what it's like at the top. <laughs> yeah. I told him, I says, you know where I'm from? We call that a Mexican backhoe. <laughs> you know, I didn't plan any of this. <laughs> it's the spirit of God. Told you he wouldn't let you down. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's like to be at the top. But you know what? On a really serious note, think about what Jesus did. He, was, he is the top, isn't he? Man, a shovel or a pick would have been easy for him. The things that he endured. And what have I got that he didn't give me? Man. You know what I want for everyone to do here? If you would just say this prayer with me, we're going to close this place out here. But you know what I want you to do? I want you to, I want you to think about this. I want you to consider this. Did I present myself to God a living sacrifice this morning? And if I didn't, you know what? I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that for the rest of this day. And when I get up tomorrow morning, I'm going to present myself a living sacrifice to God. And I'm going to say, you know what, God? No matter what happens today, I'm not leaving you because he's not going to leave me and you. I guarantee you that. So just say this prayer with me. Father God, Lord, right now, we just, we just come to you, Father, and we just humbly offer ourselves to you. We, we surrender our lives completely to you. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. We leave ourselves on your altar, the altar of your will. Make it plain to us, Spirit, what it is that you want for us. Give us that desire to seek, to find out, and to know your will. And give us the grace that you will give us. Empower us to do the things that you would have us do. Redeem us. You already have. You've cleansed us. You've washed us with your word and with your blood. Father God, I thank you for this evening that we've had here tonight. We present ourselves we present praise chapel to you 
a living sacrifice. Not only are we the object of redemption, but we are the instruments of redemption for a world that needs you, Jesus. And we thank you for this time right now in that name that is above all names, the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Our prayer team is coming up. If you have any needs or any praises or, you know what, if you just like to come up and just present yourself with them, you know, again, you can do that. And I thank you so much. It is always a pleasure and a privilege for me to represent God in this pulpit and in this church. And I've got a lot of good friends here, and I love you all. And I just declare the favor of God upon all of you. God bless you. Amen. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for listening to the Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.